If you're going to go about turning something that's impossible into possible, you better change the way that you go about things. You better start looking at things through a different lens and understand what you are and aren't capable of doing and get rid of all those past stories that you've been telling yourself because none of that is going to help you from this point forward. Spark your awakening. Ponder your dreams and rewrite your story. It's time to wonder more with your host, Jason Tharp. I'll be completely honest with you. I really don't feel that I ever truly accepted that I was diagnosed with cancer. And I still don't know if I really do. And I'm always confused when I tell people that I do have cancer, did have cancer. Do I have cancer? I don't know what the right terms are for it. I know I am a survivor. That I do know. But then I also realize that I've been surviving so much prior to this to begin with. So it's very confusing when I sit in my shoes and I think about, uh, what it feels like to be who I am now because for so long I lived this life where I was everything that I didn't like about myself. And was it really a cancer diagnosis that allowed me to figure out who I am and what I actually like about myself? And why did it take that? And that's all this confusion that starts to kind of uh, arise, at least for me, as I started dealing with this whole concept, because When you go to rebuild your life and you're going to turn something that others tell you is impossible into something possible, you better be willing to rewrite that script. You better be willing to look yourself in the mirror and admit that you've been not honest with yourself and you really got to get just to the point where you don't care about other things other than figuring stuff out. And I don't mean that you become inhuman and you don't care about other things. Like you don't really care. You know, you you get what I'm saying. Like morally, I still care, but it was the idea of letting stuff in anymore. Like it, it became my mission for a long time to put up those walls. And it wasn't putting up those walls because I want to reject all that stuff. It was putting up those walls to protect as I rebuilt what I was going after. And I decided that the best way to go after it was just to be completely vulnerable with myself and start over from scratch, you know, and really dig into all the reasons why I I did not like myself into the first place. And, And then also start researching stuff. You know, I think a lot of times what happens is we hear something and we just take that person's word for it and we don't ever bother to go look. And like the internet's amazing. You can search for all kinds of things out there and you're going to find answers for stuff that you didn't even know that you were looking for answers for. And you might stumble across it and come up with an answer that could just save your life or somebody else's that you are trying to save or or just anything. It's It's crazy like that we live in an age now where you can look that stuff up. And what I kind of equate that to is that hope. You find hope when you go looking to reinvent yourself. Now, here's the catch about hope. It is a wonderful drug. It will get you to the starting gate. It'll get you to do things that you you maybe will put off until the next day. But all of a sudden, hope will be that thing that will push you to the start. It'll get you to try to see if you can actually do the things that you want to do. But the problem with hope is it's short-lived. It's like taking a, a 
hit of something that's going to get you real jazzed up and then it just fades away. It's like your morning coffee. You feel it really quickly. And if you didn't sleep well at night, it's going to fade away pretty quick. But it's that thing. Hope is that starting gate that'll get you to the gate to get you to move into who you're trying to become. The problem is, is along that starting gate enters fear, enters anxiety, enters the unknown. And we all are stuck there worrying because what we are doing is we're living in the past. We are making a future story based off of all our past events, thus trying to create something that is going to be bright and bold in the future, but we're predicting it by using past experiences, and you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot before you can begin. So I decided that what I had to do is I had to kind of learn how to forget all that and start back fresh and it wasn't easy and it still isn't easy and it's a daily thing and it wasn't as easy as I thought. I thought maybe you do it once and that's it and that turned out to be wrong and I realize now that it's a practice. You know, you show up each day, it's a practice. You don't you don't just all of a sudden decide you're going to do something impossible and then voila, it is done. But you have to practice. You have to show up and you know, you have to try. I mean, I when I talk to kids at school, I tell them all the time like I wanted to write books. I was told my whole life I wasn't a good writer. So the first thing I knew I had to do was I had to start writing in order to prove those people wrong. Why I did not think that that meant the same thing for myself, I don't know. Why I didn't think that that also applied to my mental health and my happiness and all the reasons that why I did not like myself, I, I, I truly can't answer that. But what I did realize quickly was that uh, it wasn't working the way I'd done it before. And I knew I had to change. So that was where that three-letter word that starts with T and ends with Y came into play. I knew I had to try. And I knew it wasn't going to be easy, and I kept failing. And now, luckily for me, I I, I had done a lot of, like, meditation at this point. So, um, you know, mindfulness, things like that, it wasn't a foreign idea to me. What I didn't understand was the logistics behind what I was actually doing. I had to educate myself on what all these things meant. So it meant reading books that were the next step up. That meant taking it at a slower pace. That meant trying and failing. That meant catching myself, telling myself the wrong stories. That meant all of the stuff that that you let talk yourself out of that. I had to kind of always remind myself why I was doing those things instead of all the reasons why it wasn't going to work. And slowly, very slowly, it started to work. And the one thing I will definitely tell you that I really felt was a hundred percent right on was just knowing that I, I did not accept what they told me. Um, just something inside me said, well, that's not me. I don't know where that voice came from and I still don't, but then just weird, you know, other things, uh, events happened that kind of confirmed that and it's unexplainable and I'll cover that in a different episode because it's, it's, it's a much deeper thing, but I would just say that the universe showed me ways that I was kind of on the right track. I believe that my past work in mindfulness and meditation helped me with my awareness to the fact that of that that's what was going on. 
you know, at this point I started already had read a lot into like, if you've heard of uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza, uh, his books, things like that. I had read those things. I didn't understand them, but I read them, you know, um, I thought it sounded like a cool idea. You know, I watched like movies like the secret, I, you know, I was really into the, all of the, those things, quantum science, quantum theories, epigenetics, you know, I was fascinated by that stuff. So I had, I had read a lot about it, but I had no clue really how any of it worked. And I definitely didn't know how it applied to my life. So this, this diagnosis kind of brought all that to the forefront. Now, I, I think now, honestly, if I look back at that, I feel like I went into those things, uh, looked, searched those things out without knowing that I would need them in the future. Um, something drew me to those, those ideas and they just kind of always fell in my lap. It wasn't like, you know, somebody made me do this for a paper and read these things. They just kind of appeared and, you know, I was open enough for the information at the time. You know, my, like most things, if you think about something that you're into at, at one point in time, you weren't into the idea, but then something made you pay attention to it and all of a sudden it becomes part of your life. And that's, that's the way a lot of this stuff kind of unfolded for me. Because if you would have told younger me that I would be reading uh, therapy books and finding it interesting, um, <laughs> Yeah, right. Because uh, reading was not what I was down with in school. And I was not a good student because I didn't process things well. Um, and I still don't. It's just now I'm patient with myself uh, versus getting frustrated with myself. But anyway, when the diagnosis happened, I, I didn't accept it. And I started building up. And I said, well, the first thing I need to do is I need to get honest with myself. I need to figure out why I am a self-sabotager. Um, and this is going to be probably the core of most of my episodes is because I do believe that when it comes down to what we do with our lives, uh, we sabotage ourselves a lot. And most of the time, the sabotage comes out of places that are built on things that, that aren't true, that we feel are really true. I mean, we will do everything to tell ourselves that they're true, including eating horribly, not taking care of ourselves, putting things off till next week or year or never. You you name it. I mean, I don't have to tell you this. You know this. If you just stop for a second, pause this and just think for 10 minutes, you could probably fill up a page of just things that you were going to do or did and you sabotaged. Uh, and if you really sit and look at those things and break them down, you're going to find at the core of those, it wasn't that you couldn't do it. It was that you somewhere along the line, you talked yourself out of doing it and you did it because you were protecting yourself because you didn't want that, that change to happen because change freaks us out because it's unknown. We would rather continue to live in a past that's predictable versus changing any sort of us, you know, our future into what we want because then enters the question of, well, what do I do if it works? Because that's also scary too, because I've never been there. And that was my big thing is like, you know, I came from not knowing myself, you know, not wanting, wanting to know myself, but not knowing how to know myself, you know, wanting to be a better all around human, but thinking I didn't deserve it. Like there's so many angles that like I could go on about and we will cover later, but you know, all I can tell you as a way to kind of give you just a quick frame for this episode was, you know, at the time I was coming from a place where I hated myself for a long time. Like, you know, where I just didn't feel I deserved anything good. And then oddly enough, the doctor telling me what I had was the moment where it all changed. 
So then if you think about it that way, is that rock bottom? And if so, does that mean rock bottom always is a nasty place? Is that and I've come to the conclusion that that no, it's not. Sometimes rock bottom has so much beauty in it that you that you just don't realize because what's in rock bottom is potential to change. It's potential to be who you want to be. It is like running up against that wall and not knowing on the other side of it is all the candy and all the treats and all the things and wishes and all this stuff, the beauty and everything that you've always wanted is on the other side of that wall. And all you got to do is just push on that wall and it's actually paper thin and you can get on the other side of it. But that wall still freaks us out because that wall equals everything that we know, quote unquote, to be real. But in reality, it's not. It's all stories that we've made up of why we can't have those things. And that is intimidating and scary. And that diagnosis coming down was the rock bottom moment. I do remember just feeling it hard. And then your why really comes into play. You know, you really start thinking of why you're doing this. Like, why why would I fight? You know, wow, they're telling me all this. And I just remember always thinking, you know, of Rocky movies. I, I'm a huge Rocky movie fan. Like, I've always loved the Rocky movies. And I just always remember this idea of you just keep getting back up. Like, and, and it was that thing. It was like, I, you know, and in fact, I remember when they read off that it was stage four. I said, well, Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky movie. And I don't know, you may argue with me on that one, but I still think Rocky Four is the best. But anyway, um, and I said, Rocky Four is my favorite Rocky movie. And the, I, you know, I'll never forget the doctor's comment, which was absolutely horrible. Yeah, but Sylvester Stallone's a horrible actor. Like, really? Like, that was your answer to that? Um, here I am trying to add a little levity to a really gnarly situation. But anyway. Back to the point. The point being is that when life knocks you down, you get back up. It's that famous thing that he tells his kid on the street. You know, life isn't about just getting knocked down and staying there. It's about how many hits you can take, how many times you can get hit and keep getting back up. And I had spent my whole life almost like it felt like at that moment, I had spent my life preparing for this horrible crap to happen, for this diagnosis to happen. I had spent all of my life preparing for this. And I finally decided to get back up with a Rocky mentality. I was tired of being the victim of my life. I was tired of playing the victim. I was ready to be the hero in my life, but I didn't know how to do it. But I knew that I could. I know that doesn't really make sense, but sometimes that's all we need is that little bit of I knew I could. Then I attached that I knew I could with this idea of like, well, that's not me. And then that was where I started building the blocks for this whole thing. And then you start researching and you figure out, okay, well, now that I know that that, that I've defined maybe my why, like I want to be around for my family. Okay, cool. I'm too young. Cool. Like, you know, all those things that you kind of, that you kind of look at. But the one thing I will definitely say that did not last was any of this like, why me? You know, I never really had any of those moments that felt like, why me? You know, that really didn't enter into my picture too much where, you know, of course you do have them. I think that most people that would tell you that they get diagnosed with those things that say they don't have the why me would be lying. But um, 
I did. I did for like a, a little bit. But then you just start really thinking like, well, I'm not the only one. Like, you know, and that enters your mind quick is that, you know, and then you start just trying to figure out like, okay, well, like if I'm not the only one, there's other people out there. So then you can take the internet. You take the internet and you start figuring stuff out. You start looking for answers. You start trying to figure out stuff. And, you know, for me, it was that starting gate. It was that, how do I get back up and figure it out? Well, I have my, if you, if you have your why defined, it's like having a map without any any roads on it yet. So now you've got to build the roads. And what happens if you think about when they start building roads is they dig up the dirt and they have to level it and all that stuff like that. Well, in a lot of ways, that's what I started doing is I started digging up my dirt. I started figuring out like, well, what is it? Like, how do I flatten all this stuff out so I can make this drivable? And I'm not going to make it all drivable in a, in a minute. I'm going to, it's going to take some time. I'm going to need to rest and I'm going to need to figure things out, but I need to set myself up with the right tools in order to get there. So I started, you know, reading the right stuff, putting the right stuff in my head. I started meditating. I started visualizing what it felt like to heal. I started started, you know, thinking about this stuff and being grateful, the stuff that went into my mind and being grateful for it. I thought I started looking at the sun differently. I started looking at my breath differently. I started paying attention to things differently. I started everything that I did one way, I started flipping it the other way. And I started looking at myself differently. I started this process and this was one of the first things that I did. I thought, well, if I always hated myself, what would it be like if I started to really like myself? And as cheesy as it sounds, I thought, well, the first thing I should do is when I wake up, I should remind myself that I'm pretty cool. And while it felt very fake at first, it feels pretty natural now. And you start to kind of believe it. And once you start to believe it, what's actually interesting is your confidence in the words start to shine through. And that confidence just makes your conviction and love for those things grow. And that's exactly what happens. So what used to be waking up and dreading the day or, or thinking like, here we go again, you know, or, you know, like, of course, like this is going to happen to you today or, or living some sort of predictable thing. Now, every day I wake up, I sit up, I take a big breath in and I just say, man, it's great to be here today. And then I go in and I put, you know, put my contacts in, splash water in my face. Once my contacts are in, I always wait till my contacts are in, even though I can still see myself in the mirror. I wait till my contacts are in so I'm seeing myself in focus. And I smile at myself and say, man, it's great to see you. And I fist bump the mirror every day. And that little act, I'm telling you, that was a game changer. And it's probably why it has been the thing that stuck. Because it's the exact opposite of what I used to think when I looked in the mirror. So... Instead of doing what I thought I should do, and I'd done for so long, which was put myself down, I raised my awareness to bring myself up. And in that, the map started for me, and the roads got smoother, and the hills didn't feel so hilly, and the mountains didn't seem so mountainy, and the valleys didn't seem so low. And I was slowly able to, piece by piece, start linking together a story where I could see that there was going to be a happy ending and not the bad ending that everybody else had predicted based off of this diagnosis. And then I decided to surround myself with better people, right? I got doctors that were awesome. They are awesome. I have the best doctors ever that are super supportive, that understand, that listen to my crazy stories and and how like I'm going to be the one and all this stuff. And they don't discourage, they encourage. And that is sometimes all it takes. So 
you know, I like to say, get rid of the naysayers and surround yourself by the yaysayers, right? Be, the people that you know that you should not be listening to, why are they still around? Doesn't mean you have to reject them from your life, but don't give them space in there anymore. Like it is time to say goodbye to those people that are dragging you down and start looking for the people that are picking you up because they're there. And it may just be the person at the grocery store that checks you out, or it could be your local postman or whatever. It's whoever it is that you can look at in your day that could just brighten your day just because they see you and they realize that you're there because sometimes when we feel invisible, it really stinks. And so as you start to build this map, understand that it's going to take time. Be patient with yourself. Understand that sometimes when you sabotage, you're just protecting yourself and that's okay. It doesn't mean you're a bad person. It just means that you got to get better at it. Recognizing it and understanding that you can change it is the first step. And then forgiving yourself when you don't do it. Because that doesn't mean you're wrong. That doesn't mean you're bad. It just means you're human and we all do it. So as you start to define a change for yourself. Just understand you're not alone. We all do it. We all want to change and we blow it up for ourselves. We all wish that we can do things over and we don't. So just be patient, start over. And when you fall, get back up. It's not about how many times you get hit and stay down. It's about getting back up. Go Seriously, go search that YouTube clip of him giving that speech, Rocky giving the speech to the kid. Uh, on the sidewalk, I think it's probably like the greatest Rocky quote ever or something like that is what the the YouTube searches. But just listen to that. And then that that is it right there. That is the key. Every time you doubt yourself or you feel like sabotaging, understand that you can get back up. Nothing is too great for you to not be able to get back up. Your win is your win. It's not everybody else's win. And as you go through your day, just remember that it's okay to have good days and bad days. They're all there because you're human and you mean you're living. So go about your day, have a good day, and just remember that you're doing pretty good. Hey everyone, just wanted to drop in here and let you know that I think that uh, you're doing great. I know that life can be hard sometimes and I know what it feels like to strive for something and always feel like you're coming up short. And I know what kind of toll that plays and I know the voices that play in your head and the things that you tell yourself. Sometimes you got to let that stuff go and understand that it's okay to feel bad sometimes. It's also okay to feel good sometimes and celebrate something great you did. You don't always have to live your life through somebody else's eyes. You can live your life through your heart and that's okay. What makes you happy doesn't make everybody else happy and that's okay. You don't have to apologize for being you. Just keep being you because I'm happy you're here. The world's happy you're here, even if it doesn't feel like it. So you keep doing you. You're doing great. You're crushing it. Power up. Hey, everyone. Jason here. Just wanted to thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. I hope that you swing over and check out jasontharp.com. Make sure that you like and subscribe. Leave a review. Let other people know about this podcast. This is how it's going to grow. This is how we're going to have a huge impact with this story. I want to help others get through that nasty hurdle of self-sabotage. And I appreciate you. And I thank you so much. Make sure you check me out on all the socials. You can just search my name and find me. Uh, would love to connect. Let's be friends. Till I see you again. Power up.